Welcome to Equestrian Movement's Fast Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our first Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling, and husbandry, or an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hey team, Katie here from Equestrian Movement and today we're talking to Mim from Mimbeam Naturopathy. For the last 35 years, Mimbeam has practiced naturopathy and explored the influence of breath on our health. She is one of Australia's foremost breathing educators and Buteco practitioners. In July 2022, I went through the Buteco breathing practitioner training through Mim when Patrick McEwen visited Australia. And I've been thoroughly enjoying it as a tool working with the horses. It gives us such a quick and viable way of accessing our nervous system to be able to downregulate and upregulate with the horses. It has been so much fun to watch the horses respond to uh, the different shifts within the nervous system state and working uh, with their stu- a couple of the students with the breathing work which was my initial reason for wanting to do the work. But the side effect of improved posture, reduced muscle pain and improved lung capacity has just been the icing on the cake. I've been really excited for Mim to come and share some of this information with you. She's going to give us a quick little three-minute exercise uh, using the breathwork. So for those of you that have been following us for a while and know how to see the tension building, tension releasing and relaxation cues with the horses, you can have a go at um, doing the breathing exercise that she provides us with your horse. We'd love you to share in our Stronger Bond community the body language signals that your horse gives you in response to it. Uh, Mim is going to be offering her online program of breathing fitness to improve functional breathing and we're going to have some links in the show notes for you to look that up further if you want to continue working with her. So without further ado, let's meet Mim. Hi Mim, I'm so excited to have you on our podcast today to talk about this Futeco breathing experience. Uh, Before we get into it too much, would you like to share a little bit about yourself and what you do? Thanks, Katie, and thanks for asking me on. Yeah, sure. So my name is Mim Beam, and I am a naturopath, and I've been a naturopath for over 35 years, and I I keep on saying that it's true that it makes me a dinosaur of a naturopath. And it was probably about 30 years ago that I actually discovered Buteco breathing, and I did a little course, and it actually cured my asthma. So I was fairly impressed. But it wasn't until I went and did some, I, I went to America to do a practitioner training with Patrick McEwen, 
who you may have heard of, um, who he himself studied with Konstantin Buteyko in Russia in the early part of the century. And uh, But Buteyko died in 2003, so uh, I wasn't able to study with him. Long story. Anyway, so I went to America to study with Patrick, and it really transformed my life. I uh, had no idea... Perversely, I had no idea how important breathing was. <laughs> that that sounds silly, doesn't it? But it, it, you know, it is the most fundamental thing. It's the first thing we do as we're born. It's the last thing we do as we die. And uh, yet, the quality of our breathing really impacts on our health. And so that's what I I am really excited uh, about teaching and seeing the improvement just before we went. Um, we started the recording, you said how much it's improved your health. Yes. And I'll just hear that again and again. And it's just this really, really basic therapy that you don't need to take tablets so you don't need to do anything special once your brain has changed so that your breathing centre is repaired and your breathing is more functional, then the benefits just keep on getting. Ah, oh, absolutely. I think it's probably been nearly four months since I've been through the course now. And I can't say that I have been a diligent student at practicing it, but I've been doing it with running. So I've been doing it at least three times a week and then with students during the week. So there has been a practice there, just not yeah, not a proper routine established. And the as you said, like the improvements are astounding and they just keep giving one of the most recent ones. So there's, you know, there's two folds when we're looking at this breathing is the original reason for me um, doing it was to develop a different um, breathing practice that worked in alignment with the nervous system to work with the horses. Uh, and I am fairly fit and healthy. Like I don't really have anything to complain about health wise, but I did not realize how much better I could be breathing. Mm. And so the personal benefits with um, it's amazing to use when you're running because all of those like running pains that come up, you just kind of relax into them and breathe through them. Mm -hmm. So where I would normally stop and quit, I can keep going. But after doing it for this long, and it's not even very long yet, my whole posture shifted. And there was one day when I was running and like my whole spine kind of like clicked into a straighter alignment, which is like everything I'm here for. I love posture alignment. (laughs) And then um, most recently, and I can't say that I am confident that this is what is happening, but it feels like my diaphragm has gotten stronger and is Mm -hmm. actually holding me up instead of my mm. shoulders holding me up. So there's like this this huge release of tension through my shoulders and release of pain through my shoulders and neck that I just learned to live with now that like I didn't realize we could hold ourselves up from <laughs> a different part of our body. Yeah, it is it is so interesting and every like I'm obsessed by the diaphragm and as you're saying, if you don't use your diaphragm correctly then what you're recruiting are what we call the accessory breathing muscles. And these include the scalenes and the trapezius and the sternocleidomastoid and all of those ones that you were talking about around the shoulder. And if you're using those 20 to 30,000 times a day when you're breathing, of course they're going to get fatigued. 
and instead just let, let's rely on the breathing muscle, which is the diaphragm. Yeah, so good. Um, so I think also the way that that kind of links in with each other, uh, when Patrick was talking about the breathing, it's the upper chest shallow breathing, which is presumably where I was breathing from, is um, associated with like that fight flight response. Correct. And so when we're getting into the deeper part of our lungs and breathing deeper yeah. into the lower part of our lungs, it actually is taking that offline a little. T- taking what the, the those other flight. muscles. Uh, well, I think, yeah, it is tapping into that parasympathetic nervous system. Absolutely. And so there are a couple of aspects of, you know, using the diaphragm itself helps regulate the nervous system and regulate the autonomic nervous system and particularly switching on more parasympathetic, less sympathetic, which is the flight fight. The other aspect, and this is the one that you learnt with the buteco breathing, is that the breathing less, which does not mean breathing shallow, means that you've got a higher tolerance and a slightly higher amounts of carbon dioxide and then the carbon dioxide itself is a tranquilizing gas, which in turn switches on the parasympathetic nervous system. So you've got those two aspects of the breathing working together to help down-regulate the flight fight, which is what we are often looking for. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we need to be able to go from one to the other quite gracefully, and that's that resilience. But too many of us appear to be stuck <clears throat> in the more um, sympathetic or the flight fight. Yeah, for sure. Just like with the normal stresses of life and not being able to run away from the tigers, we can't run away from our bills <laughs> and our bosses and whatnot. Yeah. It's definitely a stress management practice required because we are living more and more in, in that space. And, um, you know, the horses they pick up on it. The, their mm. conversation, their natural language is the nervous system. And we aren't very good as humans at regulating it or reading it in others. And so we're bringing this conversation mm. into the horses that they're not like that they're aware of, but we're not aware of. So, um, something as simple as my shoulders kind of like tightening and, and creeping up is enough for the horses to start holding tension themselves and start getting spooky and more reactive. So part of the process of helping work with the horses and down-regulating their nervous system into relaxation so that they're not spooky and reactive is that tapping into that body awareness Mm. to recognize like tension building, tension holding and tension releasing in in Mm. your own body. And then we're kind of transmitting that to the horses in a language that they can understand as well. And consciously. Fascinating. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. And I think that that is probably one of my biggest takeaways aside from all of the health impacts and, um, you know, the quality of conversation with the horses is like that body awareness because you, um, do the breath holds and you build tension in your body and you hold tension in your body. But then it's about like, you know, that carbon dioxide and that relaxation and mm. releasing that tension. So it almost builds up an awareness in your body for where you're holding the tension so that as you breathe in, you're able to release that tension. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's fascinating how you're working with the horses and that's their conversation is the is the nervous system. That's beautiful. They, I, do, I haven't had that much to do, but they're just such divine creatures. Like it's um, wonderful that you're working in these two um, different levels. It is so amazing because they give us um, really strong cues visual cues where where they're at so um when they start to downregulate, their whiskers start to twitch and then their mouth starts to quiver and then they get <laughs> into the licking and the chewing and then their head drops lower so oh, wow when we're working with students about like the body awareness and the relaxation work you know um i think one of the biggest struggles when you first do the buteco is the body awareness part is like not pushing yourself too hard Mm. but like being able to tap into that slight um, breath hunger and so the horses give like a beautiful feedback from where where we're at in our body if we are Mm -hmm. actually doing it properly and and relaxing properly and so there's um you know if I'm doing some of the breath holding breath hunger like tension holding work they like kind of circle around and get into a protective mode and wonderful they come up on alert and then when I can get down into that relaxation and drop my energy again they all kind of disperse and and go back to to grazing so it's it's really cool because they're such a good biofeedback when you know we're so bad at reading it in our own body wonderful we should all have a couple of (laughs) (laughs) oh how gorgeous yeah yeah it's been really cool to to play with the two and and watch watch how the horses respond and then watch how Mm. the horses um respond with the students and that kind of thing as well and then also like how the students respond to to the breathing itself Mm. as as I yeah I think I think that that's a really good point Katie and it's something that I I guess came to unconsciously is that the breathing work um will make you become more aware of your body it just has to um so as you're becoming aware and this is I say this when I'm teaching it's like this is mindfulness you don't need to get cleverer than that it's just this awareness of your breath and staying with the breath is true mindfulness so you've got a a very you know immediate as the horses know immediate um reading of what's going on for you yeah, another one of my like favorite parts of Buteco is that it's like ten years of meditation condensed into like three minutes. <laughs> like, you don't have to go through all yeah. the torture of trying to like quiet and slow your brain. If you can just do the breathing yeah. practice for a little yeah. bit, it does the work. It's it's physiologically the same and gives the benefits. You know, if this is not to deny that meditation and other spiritual practices have got other other aspects that are you know very important but from a physiological point of view doing this breathing technique you're getting those benefits and that's if that's what you're after then this is a very quick way sorry about that uh a quick way of um of of achieving that yeah definitely yeah I think that uh because we still have to incorporate the emotional agility when we're working with the horses so um I find that I can doing it by myself I can get really into kind of like 
upregulation and downregulation, but I don't quite get into social engagement system. So it's like a nice little um, shift of direction and expansion when you can do it with, um, you know, the horses that offer that love and, and that bond as well so that you can downregulate with love is like a different experience to just like relaxing and, and downregulation. It's really oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, it is fun. Uh, yeah, so I have been adoring the Buteco breathing work um, and you are offering some practice with it with your students. Yeah, Katie, I'm developing and um, having to breathe my way through that because I'm working with a, a wonderful developer in Argentina and my Spanish isn't <laughs> isn't up to speed. Um, I'm, I'm, I've just, I feel that people want to do the exercises regularly. And so I'm going, I'm creating these, I guess, breathing exercise classes. Yeah. <laughs> that you can, uh, very quickly, just over half an hour, do a series of these exercises. And it's basically like a, like a meditation, I suppose, but it's the different, exercises so we'll be using diaphragm we'll be using the air hunger that you were talking about before and so you go in in one mental state and you come out in the other and physical state as well so I'm just developing those so yeah they should be up and running hopefully 2023 on my you know that I'll be I'll be giving them their live twice a day um rod for own back but I think it's a really needed thing I I I, yeah thank you yeah that's what I'm working on at the moment as well as giving my my courses and then of course Patrick's coming out uh Patrick McEwen's coming out again next year uh bringing his family this time so he's always um so uh inspiring he's really I think the leading educator on breathing in the world yeah there's just so much theory in how to breathe (laughs) yeah it's bizarre isn't it and then and then it's just like well it's simple if you can breathe you can do this work so it's I and you find the theory really interesting and it really makes sense but the good thing is and this is when I first did about 30 years ago I was not called any theory at all I just noticed that it really improved my health um and 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 fixed my asthma but in hindsight, I wish I'd had known a little bit more because I would have, I suppose, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you, I don't think you have to know the theory, basically. Right. So for those people who go, oh, I'm not really that sciencey or I'm not, I'm not interested. It doesn't matter. It really is just about improving your, and you will notice that on many levels, how, um, much it changes you. If you're, if your breathing's been dysfunctional and, you know, Katie, and I know that a lot of people's breathing is dysfunctional. <laughs> dysfunctional breathing, dysfunctional nervous system states. Oh, <laughs> uh, the the um, world at the moment breeds it, doesn't it? it? Does it does it does? We all need a horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there really is like just a really simple selection of a handful of exercises. Yeah. To, to pick and choose. And, you know, some days I can feel my nervous system is a little bit fried and I 
feel my body like not want to do the breath holding. So yeah. I just um kind of give it some space on on those Yeah, and days. then there are easy ones. Let's why don't we um give your listeners a bit of a taster? Yeah. So let's let's do this is one that I um recommend for people who I guess don't don't know it's a bit of an introductory exercise. Who's that? Is that a dog or yeah, a, it's my dog Lockie. Oh, <laughs> <Lockie. laughs> Great tail love. So let this is called a three by three exercise. So if you're able to breathe in and out through your nose, that's fantastic. Uh if you can't, then do what you can. But if you can be sitting with a straight spine and your mouth closed and just breathing in and out through the nose. And what I'm going to ask you to do, we'll just do this for a couple of minutes, is to take three breaths, and that's a normal breath. It's not a big breath, a small breath, a special breath. It's just in and out through the nose. Three breaths, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. At the end of that third exhalation, you pause, and you're going to pause for three seconds, and then you're going to start that sequence of breathing again. So we'll do this just for a period of time. So three breaths and a pause, three breaths and a pause. I'll be kind of prompting you. But before we start, I want you to have a, just a very brief moment of reflection on how you are, how you are mentally. Is your mind busy? Are you preoccupied? How are you physically? Is there any pain? And is there discomfort? How are you physically? And how are you emotionally? Is there any stress? Or are you unhappy? What's happening? So just have that little moment and we will revisit that at the end of the exercise. So um just starting now so that normal three breaths in and out in and out in and out at your rate there's no special breathing rate and at the end of the third exhalation just a gentle pause for three seconds and then you start that sequence of breaths again three breaths and a pause three breaths and a pause if the three seconds feels too long that's absolutely fine you don't even have to pause. We'll just pause for one second. However, if you feel you can extend the pause for more than three seconds, I'm going to invite you to do that. So it's three breaths. At the end of that third exhalation, you're just pausing until you feel like you'd like to breathe in again. And then you've got the three breaths in a row. Allow your shoulders to drop, your belly to be soft. And your tongue is resting at the roof of the mouth, the tip of the tongue behind the front teeth. Just watching the breath as it enters and leaves the nose. Again, it's no special breath. It's just breathing in and out. And at the end of that third exhalation, there's a comfortable pause until you feel the need to breathe in again. And you start that sequence of three breaths. Just noticing if there's any more saliva in the mouth. Just noticing if you feel warmer in your hands or your face. And if it's comfortable, see if you can extend a second or so to that pause at the end of the third breath. Three breaths and a pause. Extend the pause if it's comfortable. This Exercise should feel quite comfortable. Again, just noticing if there's any more saliva in the mouth. 
if there's any increase in warmth in the hands, the face. That pause at the end of that third exhalation. Just add another second if it's comfortable. Watching the breath in, watching the breath out. Just a couple more cycles. That natural pause at the end. And that's three minutes. So just noticing if there's any change. Do you feel more, you know, how are you physically? How are you emotionally? How are you mentally? Is there any, is there any change with you, Katie? Yeah, I, um, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And just like, loosens my back so much I am my first big fall was like my first fall and I landed on my head and flipped over onto my back and Mm. I've had um back pain basically ever since then Mm. and this is like one of the things that just like Mm -hmm. clunks it all into the least amount of pain that I experience so it's Mm. it's like a dose of pain relief for for me and a dose of relaxation as well and um yeah Yeah. my hands get warm my face get warm and that swallow reflex seems to have gotten stronger as well yeah so there uh, you know that that's all signs that we've got that increase in carbon dioxide and that's got the benefits of switching on that parasympathetic nervous system that's got the benefits of actually increasing oxygen delivery in the body and it's also relaxing the smooth muscle. So you know, all sorts of benefits arise from that very, very simple exercise. And then if we do that enough, over time that changes the brain, that that's been permanent. And that's what I really like, that it's not that you have to keep on doing this. It's that once the brain's changed, it remains changed. Yeah, um, my brain seems like a, a lot easier to focus when I do the work as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people say that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ah, so beautiful. I, yeah, adore this work. Um, if people want to be coached in their breathing (laughs) and, um, you know, be able to tap into their nervous system this way, they can, uh, go over to your website. Thanks, Katie. And that's minbeam.com. So it's M-I-N-B-E-I-M.com. And yeah, happy to, you know, if you want to email me or I've, I will have uh, courses coming up and, and hopefully those little uh, breathing fitness classes. So good. Thank you so much for your time and we will talk again soon. Thanks, Katie. It's been a pleasure talking to you. If you're loving what you're listening to on the podcast, you might be starting to recognize that trying to control your horse through submission-based training is the worst way to ask your horse to look after you. If you're working with or riding horses, you know how unpredictable and sometimes scary they can be. Unfortunately, most struggling horse riders make the mistake of thinking they can physically control their 400 plus kilo fur babies by moving their feet or spooking them into responding with flags and join up. 
Without giving your horse a reason to care about you and look after you, you will most likely end up with a horse that is disconnected at best, shut down or explosive at worst because they can't communicate their needs with you. Especially if you are already scared, worried or nervous handling your horse. That's why we've created our new free online training experience, Building a Connection with Your Horse. This is how I've gone about creating safe horses for beginners, no matter the breed or previous handling experiences. If you want to learn the secret source behind developing safe horses that care about you and look after you without trauma triggering training methods, register for our new training today at www.equestriummovement.com forward slash connection and I will uncover the three big mistakes you might be making if you're trying to build a relationship with your horse and how you can start building your horse's trust and confidence in you as a leader worth following.